0: Welcome back everyone to the second part of our two-part Fixing the World series, joined by our guest Tafara. This is a continuation of last week's episode where we discussed and shared our outlook on life and the world as we know it. We ended the last episode
1: with some really great closing words from Tafara about the hermit life and if you haven't listened to that already, I would recommend checking it out first before, but if you have, we can get right on with this week's episode then.
0: Okay, those were some really good points about the hermit life, but I would, I would like to touch back on what Eddie said about fixing the world and how he brought up the question of whether we're feeling powerless or we, we kind of want to let somebody else fix the world for us. I think for most people, it's the powerlessness. It's that feeling that what they're doing isn't getting them anywhere and... As you said, it can be a way for you to inspire other people around you to help them also take that extra step in order to fix the world around us. And yeah, I completely agree with that. I think on an individual level, it matters a lot what you do because it also causes that ripple effect where once you fix your circle or allow people or inspire people around your circle to do the things you do in order to help other people, then they will also be able to inspire other people in order to slowly but surely move us a step closer to change that is, quite frankly, very much needed. But that's all ideal to say, but I don't know if it actually works in practice because I feel like there's there are, all, there are also other factors that come into play on an individual level. For somebody to be all of a sudden inspired to recycle or something like that. Because there are all, there's also at the same time people that are actively denying that there are problems that need to be fix- fixed. Or that there's a certain problem that you can do something about. And those people that actually deny, let's say, climate change have something to gain from that, I think. So it all comes down to you know battling you know human nature like that selfishness that people have and it's fair to think that in the grand scheme of things those people that actually that are actively denying climate change or that are actively making policies or acting on the idea that climate change is not real or it's not happening those organizations or those people can easily counter what you do on an individual level if you actually look at it. So it's very demoralizing and I can understand if people are more reluctant to actually start recycling or planting a single tree in the in their forest nearby or something like that in the hopes that they'll save the future. But I'd like to know what Taffer has to say about this topic
2: i think some things are very simple i think we can learn to incorporate simplifying things for ourselves that don't need to be complicated like don't litter it's not that complicated we don't need to be putting campaigns for someone to get it through their thick skull that don't throw a piece of plastic on the ground you know some things just like it makes you feel very hopeless about the state of humanity and um as for taking it further and a more futuristic view planting trees and hopes for the future and stuff yes god yes like it's a no-brainer we why would we need to debate trying why do people want to debate trying of course Going back to the root of the question where if we can fix the world or if we should. The answer like from the beginning, absolutely, yes, try. But I am also in favor of awareness. Of awareness and of an open conversation on what do we mean by fixing the world? What does that look like? Define that, you know. But some things are really so simple. Some things are really so simple. Don't don't litter. Don't do that. Think. Feel. Just be a little bit more human. Just a little. Not asking for too much, you know. Plant a tree. Jesus Christ. What do you lose? By doing that, you lose nothing. By protecting the environment, why wouldn't you? The same way you would clean your room, protect the environment where you can. Do your part. And, um... When it comes to inspiring the person next to you, <laughs> uh, hence comes the, the seed of the problem, and that is the individual. Because we can create a system that allows you to do that. But as long as the individual is, you know, being that person, then, or, you know, this is what I meant when I said there will always be a murderer in heaven. There will always be that black and the white. There will always be that white in the black, whatever way you want to look at it. So I take this part of the discussion to a very individual level where I will do what I can, what is in my power to try. I can't speak for the next person, but I'll do what I can. I can hope for enough education and enough exposure for the next person to also think along those lines. Or along the line in a different way maybe maybe they 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 talk maybe this is what they' are good at they're good at talking at people to inspire them to not throw a piece of plastic in the bushes so that's that's what I think I think I just have to take this one to a personal level and say I'm I'm for it and whether climate change is true not sh- this this should not be the debate this should not be the debate okay let's say it's fake. Why not plant a tree? Let's say it's all a lie. Why litter then? Just do what they're telling you. This is not something where it's like, oh no, they're trying to control our minds. Like, yo, it's so simple. Stop doing destructive stuff to the environment. We don't need oil spills, carbon emissions and all of that. Like, come on.
1: Do you know what I feel like is the worst problem is that for a lot of people, they need extreme catastrophes to push them into action until, especially let's say with the issue of climate change, right? Until people see undeniable proof or some changes in the environment that they can't deny to be the product of climate change for example the polar ice caps melt and then sea levels rise and then coastal cities get flooded only then will people actually start really consider this as a problem and usually you find that by then it's probably gonna be too late right now they're saying if we keep going at our current rate by 2050 it's gonna be irreversible so i do think that on an individual level we should all act and at the same time even when you look at the biggest corporations and companies and how much damage that they do compared to individuals i still agree with this notion of bringing it back to the individual because we don't recognize enough how much power we have you have a company that's destroying the environment through their farming methods or manufacturing methods or methods of transportation and we still support this company by buying from them now that is not a victimless act the environment does suffer from you buying products that are being offered by a company that's using methods that are damaging the environment so even in that sense the individual still has the power to decide whether you want to support a company and by extension contribute to that destruction of the environment or you want to actually play your part And at the end of the day, if you're really looking at what the next person is doing, or I'm going to act if the other person acts or something like that, then probably we all won't be able to act. Because like you're saying, there are people who are actively going against all of this under this false banner of claiming that they're being free thinkers or skeptical about what they're being told on one level it's understandable obviously don't just take everything that you're told as the ultimate truth but at the same time like Tafara said it's very basic to say don't litter or don't waste water or when you have an option whether to drive or Maybe use public transport or even walk or cycle. Then maybe do that. We literally saw what happened when this pandemic started. When a lot of countries were on lockdown. And there were pictures all over the internet of places. That had this terrible amount of air pollution. And most of that cleared up. And for the first time in a very long time. I remember you could see the Himalayas from India or something. For the first time in a very long time. This is the air cleared up. And you could actually see higher up the mountain than you could before this lockdown and you kind of feel like maybe we're the problem i feel like in some sense human beings are just we're just here and what do we do we consume and destroy all the advancements that we've made all the improvements in quotes that we've made to this planet have been self-serving and it's pretty much to hell with everyone else well every other inhabitant of this planet and they all have as much of a right to this planet as we do and i think a lot of people go to a biblical meaning of things and say we're given dominion over all life on earth you know animals fish whatever but still dominion doesn't mean destroy if you've been made a custodian of this planet for example no one said go destroy it you're supposed be protecting it and all of that is just enraging
0: I would like to believe that in all cases if you do your part then everything else will follow but as Tafara also mentioned there's just some people that can't do what you would think is a basic thing you know just not litter just throw it in the bin instead of on the ground and I really agree when he said that kind of makes you lose your faith in humanity to some extent you just expect people like you said to kind of you know maybe follow your lead if you're starting out something that is trying to you know change the world for the better but then you just see some people that, that just litter on the street or even when this when the government has put systems in place or has like in a practical sense here for climate change have made two dustbins on the street one is for recyclable material and one is for other stuff and there are people that just don't care about that at all even when the government tries to make a system on an individual level they just don't abide by the law or they're just lazy i, I mean at least i'd like to think that i i wouldn't like to think that they're they're too dumb to like distinguish which uh, trash bin to use but it's that laziness that kind of hurts i guess all of us and as as an individual you can try to plant trees and you can try to recycle and as Tefar also said why not right you can try but it depends on how people prioritize it so yeah maybe once in my lifetime i've planted a tree is that enough or should i take this to the next level and plant a tree a day it's like i could ask you both do you guys plant trees on on a regular basis Or are you expecting people to just do it? I feel like to some extent, we all kind of feel this sense of not being fully responsible. Or even though we say, yeah, we must do our part. It depends on how you prioritize that thing that you're saying that we should do to change the world. And to think that maybe somebody hasn't planted a tree their whole life. Are they worse than us because they haven't? planted a tree or do you think they're actively contributing to climate change and they're part of the problem when it comes to our climate change and touching back to what Tawanda said about you know having dominion over this planet and having that responsibility to protect it I think we're slowly coming to that part but I think for a majority of the time before our huge technological advancement, it was you know survival. So, I mean, if you if you go back far enough, at that time they prioritized survival, and instead of you know thinking about animals, like imagine if it was the, I don't know seventies or sixties, and you started thinking, oh these animals, they they have every right to be in this world as I do, so I shouldn't eat them. Well, while they're there are much more people starving than than there are today so I, I guess it's something that we gradually move towards it might be too late i don't know about that but it seems a bit harsh to neglect that whole time in our history in human history where we were like any other animal that hunted or gathered in which our main priority was to survive the lion isn't going to think about the deer. i mean the antelopes Family, when it kills it and eats it, it's trying to survive, right? It doesn't mean that it's all like, oh, the, uh, the lion should respect the antelope's right to be on this planet. But yeah, but as we've come towards, you know, abundance and alternatives, then we can move, I guess, towards actively protecting, I don't know, animal rights or things like that. But I feel that my point in saying all of this is the things that we prioritize should be important and we should prioritize important things
2: okay um i think those are very murky waters that's walking into a swamp there when we start talking about prioritizing um the important things because in a sense it will imply that as a human being we think we are more important than the next creature. The, the whole thought of saying prioritize the important thing, it's going to put someone at the bottom, someone at the top, by default, by its very existence. So I'd like to like steer it away from... Um, we seem to be having this cloud of morality all hovering on top of us, on top of our discussion here. I'd like to steer away from that a little bit because then it gets very tricky then it gets too cloudy then we are no longer looking at uh, what is actually good we start looking at what is conceived what has been agreed upon to be good that's why when you say when we prioritize these things the system by which we use to prioritize is one that has been set by people who you know who have agreed on a certain moral code and it's best to stay away from that so we might want to approach this a little more sensitively. Because, for example, you can't go into the jungle and start making the lion feel guilty for having a meal. You can't start explaining how it's bad to take a life. Which kind of just goes to show how morality is very much... Morality will disappear with the human race. And the earth will thrive. How about that as a thought? When, when the human race disappears, so will morality and the earth will thrive. Just think about that. And here we are trying to use our morality to, on one hand, on our left hand, better ourselves and fuck the earth. But on another hand, we are trying to play this game of protect the environment. And we are not very real about it. This is why people barely do it at an individual level. They just want to talk. They want to tweet, they want to comment, they want to argue. They're like, hey, Mr. Billionaire, you go fix the wall. They are not going to do it. How do you think they became billionaires in the first place? By giving? No, by taking. That's the mentality. So let's stop that nonsense. Which is why I kept saying that with this certain subject, I keep trying to bring it back to a personal level. Because the rest is just hooting and tooting. If you think about it, you're just hooting and tooting and hoping that your honking makes someone move. You may try and articulate your honking into a more intelligent sounding thing where we try and make them feel bad. We guilt them, we shame them into doing it and then reward ourselves by feeling good. Because ultimately it's also a very selfish endeavor. You feel good that you made the future better. In a way, not everyone will be able to admit that because it's not a very comfortable truth that when it comes to us and our morality, selfish at its core. Its very core existence is selfishness because how is morality judged? How is it determined? By what feels like, oh, this is good. This agrees with our goal, with our existence. It helps us in whatever we're doing. And then this, this is bad. So yeah, the whole morality thing is a little doozy. I would just like to leave it at that. When the human race disappears, so does morality and the earth will thrive.
1: So there's something both of you touched on there. And it just reminded me of this quote by Slavoj Zizek. And he says, open quote, the threat today is not passivity, but pseudo activity, the urge to be active, to participate, to mask the nothingness of what's going on, close quote. And I think that pretty much encapsulates what we see and what you're describing there, which is we want to talk about action. We want to preach about it, argue about it, discuss it and everything, but we don't actually act. And that's this so-called idea of keyboard warriors and everything, right? We want a better world, but we care more about looking like we want a better world. People would rather get a picture of themselves planting a tree than to actually plant a tree they would rather post a video on social media of them on some kind of a protest or whatever when they were there on the fringes not really participating and they would probably leave as soon as that video has been captured or they would rather post a hashtag or some picture supporting some kind of movement and yet in practice their actions are supporting this injustice that they claim to be against so it comes down to the question of do we really want to act or do we just love this illusion of making people think that we're acting making everyone think that we care while our focus is really on something else and Yeah, that whole thing with saying you can't go into the jungle and tell a lion that killing an antelope is immoral or that killing is wrong in general when it needs to kill to survive. I think what differentiates us from the animals is our ability to understand what we're doing. Human beings are the only ones that can torture people because we're the only ones that can know that we're inflicting pain on another living creature you know what you're doing and you still do it when you pull that chicken out of its cage and you drag it to the corner to chop its head off and it's kicking and screaming you know what you're doing and you can't pretend to not know that the chicken doesn't want to die because it's clearly fighting you and while lion might not be able to understand that on a fundamental level we're probably the only ones who can do that and i think that should be enough of motivate or that should be what differentiates our actions we can't claim to be superior and separate from the animal kingdom when it suits us and then when we want to act like animals then we use animals as examples just because something is natural you can look at our past right we've been killing animals out of necessity, but now we have options. We have a choice. And yeah, we have food shortages in a lot of places, but that's not because we're not producing enough food. There's definitely enough food in the world. That's why obesity is becoming probably an even bigger problem than hunger. Now it's a problem of excess, which is small groups of people, like you mentioned billionaires, that's small groups of people having way, 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 way more than everyone else. And that comes down to the individual level to the question of you are trying to create a company or whatever and the question is do you really need a hundred billion dollars probably not whatever your justification may be whether you say oh i want to leave this for my children or whatever you might find that three four lifetimes of reasonable spending you could never spend a 100 billion dollars and i think that's us acting out our animalistic side which is for so long we've lived a life where we didn't have enough and now we have this capacity to get everything we want and now we just want too much and we want it all just for the sake of having it and yeah that might be right up there with the reasons why it needs to be taken down to an individual level each and every person taking a look in the mirror and asking the themselves what do i want and what part am i playing in this grand scheme because at the end of the day i would hope that most people dream of leaving the world better off than they found it at the very least leave it the same as you found it don't have a net negative impact on the world that's just what i think is basic humanity
0: so i agree we all are guilty to some extent of being passive observers or of being people that take as you put it pseudo active actions that are just meant to stroke our own egos instead of actually bettering our society or actually contributing to the to the cause that you are claiming to support and yeah i think that still boils down to the individual human problems that we all kind of face which is our selfishness and yeah i don't know if we can fix that and like i said in the beginning i i strongly believe that what happens at an individual level is what translates into our government policies and the ideas or the ideals that we possess in society so i would just like to say that in terms of fixing the world in my opinion i would say it's near impossible like i don't want to i don't want to say 100 percent impossible but i would just say it's like maybe 99 percent like i'm like i would say i'm 99 percent sure that we can't quote unquote fix the world i feel like it's something that we need to accept and navigate with that in mind
2: Well, you talked a lot about hunger, right? And uh, there was a part where I mentioned how we can't rely on these billionaires to buy us out of world hunger. And uh, you t- touched on the how someone really doesn't need a hundred billion dollars. You don't even really need a billion dollars or anything like that. It's crazy. That is crazy some of these things when you just sit back and look are just crazy plain and simple let's not dive into the nitty gritties of saying oh this is how it happened and oh he was inspired and he's trying to do this and it's crazy simple and um i really think that like i have no faith That such a thing could happen that some billionaire would actually come through and empty his pockets to make sure the world is fine. I'm not going to pretend to have mastered the topic of economics and how money works. No, I haven't. But sometimes some of these things you don't need to look into nitty-gritties to see something that just doesn't look right. It simply doesn't look right, you know. Since we are on the topic of fixing the world, I don't think that's the way to go about it. That would be amazing if it happened and it worked out that way. If we could sign a petition to some billionaire and if you see oh, enough people have said it, therefore it must be done. That would be cool, you know. But um, no, that's not how they became a billionaire and that's not how they maintain their status. By giving, no, no. So that's why I always try and take it back to the individual level. I, my hands are only this size. What I can do out there, I try. I try. If maybe it means just talking to someone who just needs someone to talk with. That's something. If you take things to the individual level. And let's say we find a way to just teach everyone to do that. So much can be done despite the nonsense we have to deal with out there despite the selfishness like we human beings are selfish everybody is like don't don't kid yourself do not kid yourself with this altruistic vibe we have no everybody's selfish you being, it's just there it's part of your nature you are born selfish you are born all about you 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 surviving and that never goes away now the issue is when we become monstrous with that when our whole entire identity is about building that. You can't tell me you became a billionaire for survival. Don't insult my intelligence. You don't need a billion dollars. You don't need that. You don't. What are you doing? What are you doing? Guys, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Hopeless. Is a, I'm sorry. When I look at humanity, genuinely, I just lose hope. But back to the individual level, this is where I start to find some kind of hope because I look at the people next to me, the people I talk to, the people I interact with, the people I find, the people that find me, and we build each other on these things, you know? So take it back, take it back, take it back here. What can you do today? Try not to litter. How about that? Help someone with something. How about that? Use your selfishness, your selfish nature, in a better way. How about that? Instead of trying to fight it and pretend you're Jesus Christ, how about we try and use the knife to butter the bread instead?
1: You know, I love how we've talked a lot about the individual, but I don't think we addressed enough issues that plague individuals because we've talked a lot about problems that are in the world and how we interact with those problems and how we create those problems. But what about problems with individuals, you know, you got depression, anxiety, this feeling of being lost and purposelessness and just people struggling with existence. I think even that is something that we should be trying to fix in quotes. Maybe you can do something to help the person next to you. And I really don't like this idea that we're developing that we can fix everything with a pill. You know, you give people antidepressants. If you've got ADHD, you get, I don't know, Adderall or something. It's people having problems. And these problems stemming from something being wrong in our world. And we try to fix those problems with chemicals and, you know, drugging people up or whatever it is that we think will fix those if it's people who are so-called undesirables in society like we mentioned at the beginning you throw them in prison or something right you lock them away away from other people and i really don't know how we should be addressing this i don't know what you guys think
0: i think that stems from maybe a false or i don't know if it's true but maybe a false understanding of not being able to fix the world and since the world is i guess moving in such a fast pace they're trying to kind of give people a way to to be able to live with the problems that they see in society instead of addressing it and i would say that's kind of dangerous because we're just letting people accept the problems and just trying to deal with it instead of encouraging people to try and fix the problem and yeah that's what i think what do you think the
2: individual that is my area sounds stupid to say actually sounds stupid to say it out loud but i just meant like whereas i see people are very loud about fixing the world about issues in the world And i admire i think i'm a bit more grounded when it comes to talking about the individual's issues and uh i'm more geared towards dealing with the individual than with the world you know and when it comes to deeper problems like depression and anxiety adhd borderline personality disorder bipolar or just general angst like, existence, the very kind like, look, how are you not crazy? How are you not losing it? This is crazy. Take a step back and just look at the very idea of existing. Congratulations for the moments that you feel kind of sane. Damn. So, I think, you know, the type of attention we would give to these things needs to change quality needs to rise needs to deepen need to broaden because um let me just throw in a bit of personal experience here i had this other mental problem i'm not ready to speak about or specify yet a while ago like in 2013 back and i've had to like live with it right and um every time i've tried to look for help let's just say when i looked for help for it i was given antibiotics hear me i was complaining about a mental health problem and they gave me antibiotics antibiotics so (laughs) hopeless so yeah the type of attention we need to give give to these things needs needs to change and throughout my life trying to explain it to people like yo man I, i i have this problem the response is usually the same like nah you don't look like it nah not you nah i don't believe you nah i don't get it (sighs) i don't know how to address that so this is why actually one of the major reasons i write i write because of the human experience the human experience is fundamentally an alone thing you are born alone You could be born at the same exact time with someone, but you are born alone. Then you collect dust as you go. Whether good dust or bad dust, fairy dust, gold dust, coughing dust, ashes, you name it. Collect all of that, and then you're going to die alone. Your lover can hold your hand, but you're dying, you are dying alone. So what can we do about that? Because that is cold. That is cold. To sit with that idea, if you sit with that idea, contemplate it, deeply understand that, that is cold. So, for me, I feel I am a bit too close to the idea. And I fear for people who might feel the same way, who are a bit too closely seated to the idea, that it becomes uncomfortable. And therefore, I write. I write to try and uh, help the human experience it's a hopeless cause but I do it anyway it's not necessarily a conscious thing to say oh mathematically let me calculate and do this and this but this is my way of doing it helping out the human experience and I think we should all be doing that so this is why I'm mainly focused on the individual it's a very tough sensitive crazy bizarre subject you can try and apply your maths to it but it is not maths apply your maths to it to help you understand externally but the inherent thing is not mathematical i think that's usually where we lose each other when you try and explain your problems to people
1: that is a lot and i get that we're maybe not really understanding these problems enough because most people i would say gravitate towards finding these let's call them comforting answers to the things you're bringing up just the whole idea of why are we here what are we doing here how is it even possible that you're here and you look up at the stars of the universe and you think we're in this massive bigger than you could ever imagine universe and we're either alone here or there are aliens out there that are nothing like us and i think Both scenarios are frightening. They scare the life out of me. And all of that, this whole thing with our existence, it's not something easy to handle. And I don't think we pay enough attention, especially to mental health issues, because we don't think that's normal or we don't want to believe that. Because I think looking at someone who's struggling from mental health issues, a lot of people would feel like it's. It's scary because there's always that aspect of, you know, that could be you and people gravitate towards not really talking about them as openly or addressing them in the way that it should. And in a lot of cases, I've heard it said that a lot of people suffer because we want the world to be other than it is. All of these things that you mentioned, those are facts about our existence but we try so hard to find these answers that are not sufficient it's good enough to convince you that yeah we're good you know there's a plan this is all happening for a reason you know there's something that is all leading to and then bam something happens you know you've always had this notion for example you're like i was brought on this earth to be a runner you know that's my thing i will become a runner that is my purpose then one day you're out training and you get hit by a car or some shit and you break your leg and you can't run anymore and you find yourself faced with this This has been called the absurd which is realizing there's no meaning when you thought there was meaning or purpose and i think there are people who silently suffer from that because it's not really something that people talk about openly because a lot of people have answers in quotes they have these whatever their beliefs and everything that they're grounded in and that helps them navigate this world and anyone else who comes out speaking about that to say yo I don't even know why all of this is happening why are we here and they're gonna want to give them those answers right this is what I think you have to respect that that's what helps them but at the same time maybe doesn't work for everyone
0: so I agree we as a society have a long way to go when it comes to maintaining and taking care of our mental state and Tafara thank you so much for sharing your experience I know It was something personal and we're grateful to have you and if there's anything you'd like to say before we wrap this up please feel free to do so
2: well as for me i just i'm grateful to be part of this whole thing this was a great discussion very open so many split ends and pretty sure it's the type where whoever is listening is also having replies in their head like no you should have said this instead you know That's how you know it's a good conversation. Whatever is lacking, the listener fills in. And just to close, um, I don't know, I think let's, um, let's talk about it some more. And just a young selfish thing, since we're talking on selfishness, I'd like to promote myself. I am a writer. I have just recently started publishing poems on a regular basis on my Medium page name is Bhagwan that's b-h-a-g-w-a-n and
1: thank you yeah definitely just to reiterate on what Sam said thank you Tafara for joining us today and having this enlightening and hopefully mind-opening discussion and thank you for sharing all that you've shared and we'll put a link to your medium page in the description of this episode and hopefully you guys can check out what he's working on and hope you enjoy it So that's all folks if you've made it this far thank you so much for listening to this episode be sure to follow us on our Instagram and Twitter to keep up to date with everything related to the show and make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you get your podcast from so that you're notified when there's a new episode.